Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for your presence this morning. Continue to bless us as we walk your path. We ask this to your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Super excited today to have Mr. Gary Villian from Maurice, Louisiana. Welcome to the show, Gary. Great to be here. Thank you. And a return close friend, wonderful man, Mr. Raymond Domain is going to co-host the show today. Welcome to the show, Raymond. Thank you. All right, Gary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Born and raised in Maurice, Louisiana. Good little town. Family raised us there. We uh, was able to attend Vermilion Catholic High School. One of the last requests from my grandparents was all his grandkids go to a Catholic school. Nice. So we were chosen to go to Vermilion Catholic in Abbeville and 12 years education there. Nice. And what year did you graduate? Back in the day of 1974. Oh, all right. All right. So tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up in your house. Uh, how would you attribute your faith today? Was it your parents, grandparents? What's your memory of being young? A little history about myself. At the age of three, I contracted polio. Mm. And uh, back in 1959, it was uh, a challenging time, I guess you might say. But um, the unique thing about it was I had received the polio vaccine, and I still contracted polio. So as a three-year-old, I was shipped to Baton Rouge General Hospital, where I stayed for three months. Mm. I had the visit of Dr. Louis Salk, who invented the vaccine. And wow. he came and... Uh, there was nothing to be done, but uh, I was under a doctor's care for 18 years. And when I was able to be released from my doctor's care, uh, began to enjoy life. It was a hardship, but through my faith, it got me through that difficult time. What, what did it look like in your house? Did that, was it some a situation where, um, you know... Y'all prayed rosaries, or I know in, in my household it wasn't that way, you know. But I have had guests on the show that, you know, really had a deep faith built in their household. But where did your faith come from? My faith family? came from uh, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were sent to a Catholic school. Went to every Sunday mass. It was instilled in us Catholic faith. But I think my faith came through the difficult times that I had. Did a lot of prayer, going up with polio, and then that preceded me later on in life to uh, tackle and get through other difficult times that I've had. Okay, what, when you talk about difficult times, what difficult times are you talking about, Gary? Well, I guess the first one was uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was about 25 years ago. And then she experienced 25 years later a second bout of breast cancer. But mm-hmm. in between those, uh, I guess the most challenging time was May 17, 2003. That's the day my life changed. And uh, that was the day that I lost my uh, 17-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. Angela Christine, from an a automobile accident. And uh, that truly became my journey with my faith due to the fact that my faith was, uh, foundation was basically, basically shaken 
yet uh, through the grace of God, I'm here today. Tell, tell us, you know, I've had several guests on this show that have lost children, and I just, I just cannot imagine that uh, for myself. I have three daughters, and just don't even want to go there, you know, how that could be. But I know it's a testament to your marriage to get through that. But how did y'all, how did y'all get through that? Well, uh, that's a very good question. It's uh, a very challenging question. I remember the, the day after, Father Gary Shechnada came, dear friend of the family, came and uh, he mentioned one thing. Death is a mystery we do not understand. Short time later, about a week later, doing some consultation, you find out that divorce comes at a very high rate. About mm. 80% marriages uh, don't survive. And uh, it's understandable because uh, you heard the closest one you love. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually that's your spouse. But uh, our faith has gotten stronger. We just trust in Christ. Trust in Christ. It's, it's, you don't have too many options in, at that point in time. Well, Gary, after the accident, what happened? Did you forgive that young man that was driving a little short version of that was uh the automobile accident i got i got the phone call that night it was my my mom she was very frantic wanting to know where i was and told me that angela was in a a automobile accident she had to be airlifted to abbeville general and uh i tell people where i was located it took me eight rosaries at 80 miles an hour to get to the hospital and uh, I was looking for information, and what happened was uh, I called home. And my dad told me, Gary, get ready for some bad news. She's gone. She died. So for an hour and 45 minutes, I had to carry that. I couldn't tell my wife or my other daughter that Angela had passed. And uh, from conversation I've had with priests in my life, God gave me the grace to get through that moment and he said that was your strength God gave you the strength to get to it because you were protecting your family as a father so um, challenging times mm-hmm. I know years later you had to forgive him again yes tell us about that story well uh, the young man that was driving the the evening of the night what happened was we left the hospital, and my wife Vanessa says we need to go to Kaplan Hospital to check on the survivors. And I said, well, we don't know. We don't need to go. I don't think they lived, so they're going to be okay. Well, we ended up going, and then we got there, and there was a bunch of people, and she said, let's go check on the young man, her boyfriend. And uh, it came to a point where I decided in that moment I can live the rest of my life with hate in my heart or I can forgive. And I chose to forgive. There was there were some challenging times that I wasn't sure if I made the correct decision. However, as of now, I know it's the right decision on the act of forgiveness. And uh, just continue to pray for the young man. And uh, because I know he... It, it, it was an accident. It, it wasn't intentional. So, uh, again, I say it many times, to the grace of God, that I'm a, I am where I am today. 
Gary, t- tell us our listeners uh, over time. I'm sure it had to be hard in the beginning to resume your prayer life, or or what your re- relationship was with Christ after that accident, and how it's changed today. It, it, has it changed? Well, in the beginning, I was looking for the why in this on this journey, and uh, I talked to many priests, and it really came down to one thing between me and Christ. And uh, I tell many people that back in the day, in fact, nobody wanted to talk about the death of a child, Mm -hmm. especially as a man. My wife had a support group, but I really didn't have anybody. And it came to a point where it was basically, I got to a depth where it was just me and Jesus Christ. And uh, he continued to lift me up from the depth that I was. One of my, uh, my, sister, my sister-in-law came up to me and she was concerned about me to the fact that they were worried about depression. Mm-hmm. And I just told her, I said, I'm going to be okay because I had my relationship with Christ and he continues to bless my life to this day. And uh, the biggest thing is uh, when I was looking for that why, it finally came to a point where I surrendered. And uh, I let go and I let God take over, so... Nice. Wow. Gary, but years later, you were asked to forgive him again. Can you talk about that story? I got a phone call from uh, the DA's office. And what it was, he wanted to have his record expunged because he pleaded guilty to manslaughter. And uh, it was very, very hard for me to, I forgave him once. And then to hear that he wanted to have his record expunged to the fact that it never happened. And uh, I prayed about it, a lot of discernment. And uh, again, I just I just did a lot of soul searching. And I would have felt that if I wouldn't have forgiven him another time, I would have felt like a hypocrite from the first time. So do a lot of prayer and a lot of love for my wife and family that uh, I was able to forgive him again and you know how does Christ say that how many times do you forgive mm, seven S- times 70 well uh, 70 times seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, I had a talk with my dad one time about that and uh, he said how can you forgive this young man I said well dad that's what we were taught a Catholic faith tells mm-hmm. us to forgive and my dad I'm from the old school. No. You strike this side, you will not get to the other side. And I remember telling my dad, Dad, it's all about forgiveness. Not seven times, but 77 times. So I saw Christ working in my life during that time. And uh, if I want to see Angela again, I continue to follow the straight and narrow. And uh, I trust Jesus Christ with my life, and I continue to Praise him and give him the, all the glory Tell that me he deserves. Tell me about the forgiveness as it relates to your other daughter and your wife. Were they supportive of the forgiveness? How, how were they? Was this a group decision? Good question. Thank you. My, uh, my wife was not as forgiving. We, we never really discussed it because on our journey, we all 
grieved certainly certain ways we all forgave certain ways but in the end she has forgiven because she told me one time what if it would have been Angela driving mm-hmm. how could we live if she would have taken somebody's life so basically kind of put the shoe on the other foot and uh, yeah. we realized that we probably made the right decision Let's turn to uh, something that I think we can talk about with a little more joy. Uh, tell me about your wife, how y'all met in the first place. Uh, it sounds like she's a real special woman, and I know she's a big part of your life. Tell me how y'all, you guys met. We met, I know if you remember back in the day, we are going back uh, trail rides. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a horse, and she was looking to ride, and uh, <laughs> we got together, and uh, she rode a very, Vanessa was a, Beautiful young lady, and uh, it was something different about her. And it must have been because a week later, I sent her a dozen roses. Whoa. Never did that before. Well, somebody said, you lost your mind? I said, no. It, it was something <laughs> different. And somebody said, well, what did she do? And I said, well, maybe it's something that she didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we love a good Cajun love story on this show, and uh, I get a lot of listeners that call and say, man, I, I just love hearing that Cajun love story. We used to trail ride. I, I'm sure we run across you had a each horse? other. We did. We had several horses. We lived in Youngsville, and we actually had 11 horses at one time. And, and yeah, Maurice was like the center of the earth for trail rides, well, if yeah. you recall, yeah. right? Correct. And everybody who trail rides knows you don't go around the horses with the red tail, <laughs> with, with got a red ribbon on their tail. Yep. That means they kick. Yep. So don't go, don't go by those. And I remember those chuck wagons with the beer on. You know, they had ice chests full of beer. Oh, yeah. That was the good times. Oh yeah, and yeah. it was cheaper than it is today. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, that's fun. Uh, but Vanessa and I will be celebrating our fortieth anniversary ooh. this year. Congratulations. Uh, we've been through a lot. But uh, I will tell you, uh, Christ has been the center of our life. And, uh, you know, Christ said uh, his path wasn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Yet uh, when you surrender and trust in his will, it will be okay. Gary, now I know you have the other daughter. Tell us about your other daughter. Hillary. Hillary is my second child. Uh, beautiful, beautiful young lady today. Uh, at the time, she lost, uh, when we lost Angela, she was only a 13-year-old little girl. And uh, she had to kind of grow up fast, which was okay, because uh, today uh, she is an educator at St. Peter and Paul Catholic School in Scott, where she's doing a phenomenal job. She has blessed us and graced us with two beautiful little grandsons, Bo and Walker. I have a... Uh, a wonderful son-in-law who supports her in every way, uh, Joey. Uh, love him. Great to have him in my family. And uh, it's not much, not a big family, but it's a Christian family that we can be proud of. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have a Bo grandson also named Bo, so there we you have go. that in common. Uh, <laughs> Bo Thomas. Uh, Bo Bascom. Yeah. Uh, well, Gary, what was your occupation for all these? What, 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 what did you do? I was in the industrial supply business for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I retired from Granger Industrial Supply, a big uh, industrial supply company, and uh, 
enjoyed enjoyed my time there, meeting customers, sales. Uh, it was good. It was a good time. It provided me with a, a good lifestyle. And uh, now I tell people I work for Christ now. So <laughs> the retirement's are phenomenal. <laughs> You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Mr. Gary Villian. He is a lifelong resident of Maurice, Louisiana, and parishioner at Holy Cross Church. And uh, Gary was telling me that I think there's a famous Villian that I guess was the founder of Maurice. Tell, tell us about your relationship there. Great-grandfather was Maurice Villian. Came from France and uh, ended up in the Maurice area. Uh, founder of the town. Uh, I was not around when he was there, but... Uh, <laughs> My great grand, my grandfather, uh, he was uh, the mayor, the doctor, ran the bank, ran the store. Wow! Uh, a very big entrepreneur. Uh, the only thing I, I guess I, I've given back to my community is uh, I served on the city council for twelve years, mm-hmm. so I give back to my community. Nice. Well, Gary's part of my prayer group. We 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 meet every Monday for the last six and a half years. And Gary brings a lot to the table. And so uh, uh, tell us about your, I, I know you were a director of the retreat one time, the actual retreat, and you're very involved with the Catholic Church. What else do you do to help out others, Gary? I, I made my Corsia back in the day, uh, St. James Table, 320 was uh, the retreat, which was Pentecost Sunday. And uh, it's kind of ironic. I was I had a phone call yesterday to be a sponsor to bring somebody to Corsia. Fantastic. Uh, I'm involved with uh, the Axe community, uh, another uh, faith-based community, and uh, teaming right now where we're uh, I'm with St. Mary Magdalene Parish, and uh, we're bringing it to the New Iberia area. Uh, very powerful. Uh, Group of men, uh, Lance Strother, I was telling you a while back that uh, with St. Thomas More, uh, I talked to him on a little mini retreat, and he was telling me that uh, there's a movement in Acadiana where uh, men are starting to step up, mm-hmm. and it's good. It's good to hear that because uh, men should step up because uh, I will let you all know a little tidbit in our Bible when Angela made a confirmation, I received a, a letter from her. And it's, she thanked me for being the most spiritual person in her life at that time. For a 17-year-old, and to get a letter from that, uh, I just figured uh, I'm doing the right thing. Absolutely. And, and, and Lance is responsible for a lot of that movement, and uh, he's a, just a wonderful Special man. guy. Yeah, he is. Good, good guy. Um, so what is... Um, Tell us in your prayer life today, um, what, are, are you an avid reader or, or uh, what, what is it that God's telling you today? Something you maybe picked up on in the last week or two in your prayer life that you can share with us. Christ has uh, given me the opportunity I've been in our prayer group, not just with Raymond and, and, and the guys, but uh, it's about service and uh, service for others. And we all know in the Bible that Christ came to serve others. So that's the message that's really been going on. And the fact that 
Uh, I'm on the retreat right now. We're getting ready to bring it to uh, New Iberia and uh, just to serve, serve others. And uh, it's, it's very good to know that you're bringing Christ to others. And uh, there's uh, 28 men that's going to be on the retreat. Looking forward to them to having the Holy Spirit touch their lives, open their hearts, their minds, and their souls to Christ, and let them be open to the Spirit. Gary, having having a daughter in heaven, it, you must often think of 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 her and in, and and in her in the place that she's Every day. in. What does heaven look like to you when you when you when you think about it? Uh, hard to put in word, to words because nobody came back to tell us what it's really about, mm-hmm. and we're we're waiting for him to come back, Jesus Christ. But. Uh, I look at heaven where it's uh, it's perfect. We live in an imperfect world, but uh, to try to imagine Angela's life now is just uh, hard to comprehend. I will let you know when she passed away, there was a song that she heard on the radio, her and her mom, was the Mercy Me song, I Can Only Imagine. Mm-hmm. Well, when she passed away, uh, loved the song. It's just... I changed the word that I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I live uh, every parent's nightmare, the death of a child. I live that every day. But now I can say through the grace of God and the journey I'm on, surrounded by good Christian men, that I can't imagine. I can only imagine. And uh, it's one day is seeing Christ with his open arms and Hearing the words of, well done, my good and faithful servant. And then he'll turn around and that will be Angela, Christine, my angel in Christ, waiting for me. Amen. 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 Well, Gary, I've been knowing you for a while now. And uh, you have been an inspiration to many. And uh, you're a very humble, a very humble man. And um, when you tell your story, I know a lot of men... So I don't know if I could do that. And uh, I know you helped out a lot of people that um, lost a loved one. Tell me some of your experiences. Well, one thing I've been reflecting lately is uh, as Angela's anniversary day comes upon us on May 17th, it will be the 18-year anniversary she passed away. Mm-hmm. That would be the threshold where she's been gone longer than we had her. I've also been reflecting lately on this is the month of May, the month for Mary. I've uh, been praying a lot to Mary because of the fact that I know this is a time when graduation comes up. And I've been praying lately that nobody has to experience what the journey I'm walking on. But graduation is a time to be happy, joyful, proud. But uh, unfortunately, uh, this might happen again and, and uh, my heart feels for this possibly happen in the near future with graduation and would uh, I, I pray that nobody has to walk this journey that I have to walk on so uh, many people are there I must say uh, grab your faith hold on to your faith trust in Jesus and uh, he will direct your path 
Yeah, you triggered a moment for me. I'd been going to Mass during, um, during Lent at Cathedral, and Father Chester just had this beautiful homily in, at the Eucharist time where he said, when you take the Eucharist from now on, I just want you to go sit back in the pew and say, Jesus, I trust in you. And it just really touched me, and I've done it every time since then, and it's, it's so powerful, and I hear you say that. Just amazing, awesome advice uh, for our, our Catholic listeners. Um, you and I have a lot in common. We we both made Crucia on Pentecost weekend, and amen. You know, I, it was super. I, it was supernatural for me. I, I tell you, everything from the moment that I stepped in, and you know, I I broke down and cried that first night, and I said out loud, my my life would never be the same. And uh, so, and sure, you weren't supposed to go on that, correct? Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, how that all happened, I, my uncle Mickey wanted me to go so bad, and uh, and I just told him I was never going to go. I'm, not only am I not going now, I'm never going, <laughs> and uh, and lose my number. But uh, but you know, as God would have it, it was like lightning striking, and and I was just pointed straight there. And uh, and and again on Pentecost weekend, oh my goodness. Uh, everything happened supernatural. Uh, I could tell stories over and over. My mother spoke a lot of how Jesus was physically present in the, in the monstrous in the Eucharist and, and adoration at, at, at her Curcio mm-hmm. and how they would watch Jesus walk or, or in the Eucharist or see a crown of thorns. And this was my moment to go and, and, and have that experience. I didn't experience that exactly, but what I experienced was so much more than that. So tell me, share your experience at, at Curcia, what you remember. I didn't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. When I, when I made it uh, back in the day, uh, I didn't have a cell phone. I had a beeper. And uh, I went back to Maurice with my sponsor and uh, went to St. Joseph's Catholic Church, a little church in Maurice. And uh, I ended up staying there till 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I just... I just wanted to be in the presence of Christ. And then finally when I got home at 4 o'clock, my wife didn't know exactly what happened to me, but she she was concerned about my welfare, but she could see that that I had changed. And uh, I, I say this about my wife has made it. She's made acts, and especially at acts, uh, when she came back, I saw she was glowing. I fell in love with her all over again, and I can tell that the Holy Spirit was involved there, and uh, I made acts, and I continue on my journey, trusting and following in Christ. How about that? All that started on a trail ride. Just just a minute left on the show, Raymond. If you have a question for Gary, I, I just want to say just a wonderful man, a blessing to our community, and uh, a testament to the Cajun Catholics all around. When you hear Cajun Catholics, Gary, what comes to mind? Uh, good people. We we're surrounded in this area of Acadiana where we we're abundantly blessed with a lot of priests, a lot of good Christian people, uh, people that that open their arms and uh, allow Christ to, to be to others. Uh, when I was on my retreat, my retreat at the cathedral, I asked a question all the time. Last week, when was the opportunity that somebody saw Christ in you? Mm-hmm. Or when was the opportunity that you saw Christ in others? Nice. So, 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love you. you you're just an inspiration to me, and I know that you're a, just a, a soldier for Christ and y'all's spiritual group, and thank you for being here today. Thank you for the thank opportunity, you. Tom. All right. So you've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest was uh, Mr. Gary Villian from Maurice. Well, we always feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana, and we always challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless.